everyone, and welcome back to Nerds Adulting, your favorite nerdy podcast. I am one of your hosts, Peter, and I am joined once again, thankfully, Ruthie and Josh. Ruthie is back, and she is I'm doing alive. okay. She's alive, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So, <laughs> so one, I, uh, I'm very happy that everything it seems to be going well now for lack of a better term you've got hot running water you know you're you're streaming with or you're recording with us you were streaming last night so uh just want to say I'm, I'm glad you're back with us and how are you doing ruthie uh i'm doing much better than i was yeah it's it was uh uh as we were talking about like in the pre-show that they get in the discord um it just was it was so like medieval i guess it felt <laughs> i just you know, mentally it messes with you too because I grew up, you know, I'm not these younger kids, I say, because, you know, I'm in my 30s. We all are. Dirty 30s. But like, dirty 30s. But like, you know, I remember not growing up with technology and stuff like that. And I grew up really poor. So we went through stints of like not power or, you know, and water and stuff like that. But now, like, it's just like, it's everything. And I think also being like, my own, like, you know, running my own stuff, like working for myself, running my own business and stuff in a sense, not being able to work on anything, not being able to check anything, conserving uh, every, like, yeah. wanting, like, you know, like, you know how you have like projects that you are in charge of. Nobody else can do anything. Like, literally, when I'm like the talent CEO and janitor of my whole company, and literally none of us can work, <laughs> like, mm, I was going yeah. mental, like, for real. And then, in that sense, I was thinking a whole week of work, like not done. So I was going into panic mode and then I left my apartment once and it was like scarcity out there. Cause it's, for those don't, don't know. Yes. The power, you know, the whole power thing, you can look up 8 million articles. I'm not going to do it, but yeah, it was, you know, it's something that needed to be addressed. It was never addressed and the whole power grid and the thing for Texas is a big you know, it was a big foobar in my, in my opinion. But the problem was, is it was a big trickle effect. People lost power. Then people lost water. Then people had to go out and get water, but a lot of stores didn't have power. So nobody was open. Then everybody was running generators. Generators need gas. So when gas stations were open because they had power, people were flocking to them. There were no deliveries of gas. So then you have gas stations that are running out of gas everywhere. So then people couldn't even run their generators because they had no gas and people were also running their cars for heat. So there's no like, and it was just like one thing after another. And then because stores were limited capacity, they'd only let you get like essentials like, you know, food or like pets or like camping stuff, you know, that's it. They would close off all the rest of the stores and, you know, regulating who came in and out also because of also um, you know, still all the COVID stuff and everything. And it's just like a, the whole scarcity anxiety thing. And then also isolation, depression. And, you know, it was interesting. I had fun, silly appearances where I would like sit in my bed and, you know, when there's not much to do, you take like board naps and then your ass is up all night and you can't, I don't have the internet, don't have people to talk to. So you're like reading books by candlelight. And if it was my choice, it'd be like, oh, this is a funny thing. <laughs> Reading this little paperback book. And this is so Victorian. But because I was forced to do it, I was like, man, this 
fucking sucks. I hate this. So did you <laughs> like, like break out there. like uh, the old paperbacks when you were a kid, like the Babysitter's Club or the Hardy Boys? <laughs> right, right. Break them out like, oh, I haven't right. read these since I was 10. I was like, I nothing else to read. Yeah, um, right. Mm. Yeah, I was like, hmm, let me read these old books. And yeah, I was, it was, I did catch up on some graphic novels that I'd gotten for Christmas. So that was mm. kind of cool and stuff. Uh, I love food for so for a whole second. I was like, oh, man, I got that new recipe book. Maybe I should look at new recipes. Well, when you can't cook and things like that, looking at a recipe book like that is not a good idea. I learned. <laughs> I was like, going to say, you're probably these... really hungry, you know, and you D&D want some good food. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, I got this no. candy feast book. I'm looking <laughs> at like roast beast and glazed sugar yams and stuff. And I'm like, oh, fuck me up. All I've got is like saltines in the house. Like this, oh, this is a bad God. choice. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's all right. No, I made it through and, and a lot of people checked on me and I was really grateful and stuff. It's just like a stressful thing. It throws you completely out of whack. And, you know, like I said, I was trying to be, you're trying to conserve because yeah. we didn't know. And then like anybody that read the news, we were like minutes away from like such a nervous system breakdown of the power grid that we would have been like two or three more weeks without everybody having power, which is a wow. crazy real out reality to consider. To think that that was such a mess up that yeah, that's even a possibility, you know. Um, so that kind of sucked. So, yeah, that's how, like, serious it got. And, like, my hometown alone, I don't want to, like, keep dribbling on. But no, just no. my hometown alone, um, I don't come from a huge, huge city, um, you know, like where I live now. But we have a population about 100K. But I, there were people that didn't have power or water for, like, six days. Um, I had family and friends that I knew that were staying with other family and friends. I had people that were going out. Um, uh, my family, my hometown got like two foot of snow, which is unheard of in places in Texas. It's never a thing, but I had people in my family going out and bucketing snow to put in their bathtubs to melt so they could have water to flush their toilets. Mm. Yeah. You know, and stuff Smart. like that. Yeah, which is smart. It's good. Like, I mean, people are hardy. People are learning what they need to do and do what they need to do. But there was also in my hometown, which was unfortunate, I think we had like, it was nine elderly deaths from hypothermia, like Mm. freezing to death, like literally Um, people, uh, hospitals like going, you know, people in hospitals, like having issues because hospitals didn't have power. You know, what do you do? People on life support, people, you know needing you need lights you can't all surgeries stopped everything everybody was just stopped <laughs> and then you also yeah. just kind of sit there in the dark with no power like yeah what That's... do you do <laughs> it's crazy insane right. so like i said it seems so archaic and crazy and you know and and i get it like i'm the first one to say when it's like if it's below like 50 degrees i already start bitching <laughs> it's cold for me <laughs> yeah, like well, I know. Were below but freezing for like we were the entire no, we week. were week. like in my town, they got way colder than I got where I am. But even here, I was like inside, you know, inside places it was yeah. cold because our houses aren't built for it. Our houses are built to keep you cool, to be drafty, but not yeah. to keep in the warmth. <laughs> so I was so doing I've all seen, sorts of stuff. I don't, I'm glad that nothing like this happened to you, but I've seen a lot of videos of people uploading like what's happening in their homes, and some people because the houses are not built to load bare snow. Mm-hmm. Like people's yeah. roofs, ceilings are just straight caving in. Yeah, caving busting, in. Yeah. Busting water lines and then their houses fill with water and then it's cold. And then it freezes. 
Yep, yeah, I've seen it just that. Yeah. Seems, it just sounds like such a horrible time. I watched a video of a man literally crying, asking if anybody had heat in their house, he would pay them $100 an hour just to yeah. come be at their house. It's like a miserable thing, like, wow. you know. Like, I know what it's like to be miserable and cold. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I had a note. I had a note. My previous lieutenant, he told me, do you want to know what hell is, what hell is like? And I was like, sure, sir. Tell me what it is. And he was like, Hell is when you're laying in a puddle and it's 17 degrees outside and raining. Yeah. And I, I was like, and I was like, what were you doing? And he was like, I was in ranger school. And I was like, I don't like that story at all. Don't ever <laughs> tell it to me again. <laughs> Gosh, so, yeah, no, but I, I'm glad. I'm just glad that, you know, you're doing okay. And hopefully I hope that, you know, a lot of people are doing better and that they get, you know, yeah. the help that they need. Yeah. I think, time. yeah, I think mostly, a lot of people are in the clear that there's a lot of stuff still melting, but the temperatures have, I think that's, there's a running joke. If you're Texan, you know, if you don't like the weather, stick around five minutes. Well, we had several days of the same shit and we were like, no, we know the weather is crazy here, but this is nuts. You know, this is yeah. not cool. Um, but yeah, mostly everybody's made it out. I think now it's just like kind of a little bit of like getting back to supply and recovery and stuff like uh, today or tomorrow. I've got to brave and like replace everything in my fridge. Mm. Uh, Cause yeah, I'm not trusting it on top of everything else. I don't want a stomach yeah. virus for like three days because <laughs> I ate something questionable that I in my fridge. So, right. Well, you, but, you know, we were talking kind of half joking about like what we were supposed to do. Like people that were part of your community and myself included, like how, like the mental gymnastics we were playing with our head and like whether or not to contact you. And I was like, and I'm thinking in my head, like Ruthie, I know Ruthie doesn't want to plan a podcast, but I also generally want to know how she's doing. And, yeah. and then, so I played and I just said, fuck it. I'm just going to message her and say, I hope she's doing all right. And then, and then we just kind of like, I just let things play out, but I didn't want to be like, and then it's like, I said, also joking. I didn't want to just go and do the podcast without communicating with oh, you at all, yeah. which is Josh. Like, cause you imagine if we just did a podcast without you and you, yeah, like, exactly. Not, like, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I said, I fuck it. Out, hey, new episodes up. What? <laughs> I just said, yeah. like, you know what? Let me just see if Ruthie's okay. And then just let her know, like, Hey, yeah, like, I, I probably would have like, I think a part of me, it's kind of like the rest of the world like the little bit that i could check in with you know like i tried to not to because you know you get stuck especially when you're isolated you get stuck like in checking in with the social medias and stuff yeah and like even on discord the servers but like yeah if you guys if i just would have been like sitting there and all of a sudden like got a <laughs> yo new episode up i'd be like those fuckheads are just like the rest of the world sitting here freezing my balls off and the world just keeps on moving you know like because yeah. when you are looking at social media a lot of people, you know, are reaching out to us and then you've got a lot of people are like, hey, update, I'm doing okay. Here's the one time I can check in. But then you got other people that are posting, it's my cake day on Twitter, you know, <laughs> or like, hey, awesome, cool stream today, you know, and I'm like, ah, mm. <laughs> you know, and I get it. Don't expect the world to stop. But I would have been like, man, jerks. <laughs> you know, also, <laughs> too. <it> was good. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things, too, that I noticed that I really hate that this is my pet peeve. Maybe it's just me. But like when people are going through a, a shitty situation or like a crappy time, people always like to relate and then like talk about how worse their time was or equally as bad it was. And I'm just like, that's a really disingenuous thing to do. And like, you're kind of an asshole for doing that. Like, I, I've seen people do oh, that yeah. on Twitter and I'm like. Like, oh, well, I see you didn't have power for two days. Well, I remember when I was a kid, I didn't have power for four days. Like, 
dude, no one fucking asked you, yeah, and I'm going like, through something oh, right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, a lot of people. Uh, yeah, I've seen that, too. Just because you had a harder time doesn't mean it's not difficult for that person. Right, and that just really made me make. I saw a lot of that going on with people that were living in Texas, and I'm just like, I wanted yeah. to chime in, but I'm like, I try to stay away from that toxic thing, but I was just like, it's Twitter, you know what I'm saying? Oh, what, yeah. what good is well, that going like, to do? I even jokingly <clears throat> told one person, because he made like a joke about Texas bait people, you know, because he's from the North. He's mm. like, oh, man, Texas loses its mind. And then I commented. I, I wasn't mean, but I was just like, you know, the difference is, is that you guys are built for it and used to it. We're not, obviously. Look what we're doing. You know, that's what all I said, you know, and everything. And I'm like, I just don't, you know, I was just all like, I'd laugh if it wasn't for the fact that I'm worried about people that I haven't talked to since right. Saturday before this happened, you know. Yeah, exactly. And they can't charge their phones. You can't reach out. And I'm worried, you know, about the kids and the older people in my families. And then they like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, and they're like, I didn't, you know, and then at the same time, I joked, and I was like, dude, I, to be honest, I do feel kind of weak, because my family's from up north, and they get snowed in for like four weeks, where they literally have to chop down trees next to their house mm. to like get a wood burning stove to go. So I'm like the fact, I mean, I'm in a big city, so obviously that's not, I can't just go chop, chop a tree down. Like, I guess I could. I don't know. At this point, I don't know if anybody would really stop me, you know. Yeah, like, just do it. What are they going <laughs> to, hey, you it. can't do that. Hey, it's cold. Get off my dick. Yeah. You want a tree too? Listen, we both going to freeze? Like, listen, you know, but like, you know, I was just like, hey, man, I feel kind of weak because, you know, I remember being younger and going without things or, you know. Uh, my family up north hearing these crazy pioneer stories and I've got like four days, but I do have a house that I could be in. I have like 8 million blankets, like I could, you know, melt snow or whatever, you know, so I did feel right. weak in some points, but at the same time, I'm like, this is also not quote unquote, we've evolved past this. We just have <laughs> like, we're not, we're not like right. this anymore. It's like air exactly. conditioning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> die without it. So. Well, um, we're just, well, we're Josh and I are both happy to hear that it seems like sounds like you're doing fine now. Um, looks like yeah, you're happy getting to everything. happy to be back. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. And I didn't know either. Like I was when you asked, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna fill up to it and stuff. But I yeah. think after everything, like streaming yesterday, it was good to be back to like something normal, 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 normal. and then yeah. like testing everything, like <laughs> the yeah. testing thing. Because yeah. I was like, if I get on there and OBS <laughs> crashes <laughs> or my power <laughs> flickers, I will literally nervous breakdown on stream <laughs> yeah. um well yeah the, like i said I, that's why i think I, I messaged you i said look i'm just gonna assume you're out like you know and just let me know when things are good and if you want to come back and record that was like that was like i yeah. literally that was my big message that i struggled to like what to send you was that message like you know what she's busy a little she's one, going yeah. through. i was like you know what i'm just gonna say do whatever you need to do. Just let me know whenever you want, you know, if, if you can come back. And that's kind of like where I left it at. That was like, I, I think that that's the most reasonable thing I can say yeah. <laughs> out of everything. So, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah so glad to hear everything is going good. Uh, so actually today's episode, this was your idea, Ruthie. We wanted to do uh, a Valentine's day E sort of, <laughs> Uh, I know we're a little late. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Yeah, we're Day. late. That's all right. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes love is late, folks. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. So we're going to be talking about our favorite crushes that we had growing up. And also I threw in um, favorite couples. Because I feel like there's some yeah. really good really good ones out there. Um, fictional. But, we're going to stick with yes, fictional. Yes, fictional. I don't yeah. want to hear about Bradgelina or, you know. <laughs> Really, J yeah. J Lo and Ben Affleck. I thought it would no, just I'm be good. fun. Yes. Because yes. 
because as nerds, you know, because I like, you know, people want to know like, oh, because, you know, you get nostalgic. And that, I think that's what we did when we all started in the server and stuff. We yep. were like, hey, wh who was your growing up crushes, your nerd crushes? And it was like that's really fun and great. And it was nostalgic. And then we started talking about couples and, you know, um, and whether we believe it, you know, whether we think about it or not and stuff, like when you grow up, you kind of look for those kind of people, you know, or people with those traits of your crushes, you know? And then if you don't, like if it's, if it's a, we'll talk about it because, you know, boys will be boys. Like, I think you joked about it. Like some of my crushes, I think we're just lust based, yeah. Yeah. you know, and it, you know, and if it's not a personality thing, then you look for, you know, people that can cosplay those sorts of things. Yeah. You know? so. <laughs> kind of blends into more of a, uh, a bedroom type scenario, uh, fantasy <laughs> thing. But <laughs> I was going through, going through my list. I was like, man, like. I was really just a little horny for these for some of these when I was a kid, you know. Like, but I think they fit the the crush thing. The couples one, I I think is, is my my list. So I was going through my list here, and I was like, if anyone saw this list, they probably would have some. I would imagine they would have some questions about like my reasons for having these crushes, and I think it's kind of telling about about me growing up about the kind of women that I was that was into. But um, so this is this should be fun. I'm ready to get into it. Uh, so I'm gonna. I'm going to start off with you, Ruthie. I want to know. I think I know where you're going to go with this, but I, I, I want to start off with you. So who who is the first crush that you want to talk about? Okay, just straight up first crush. Um, I'm try And it's funny because we did crushes in the server and I probably said somebody else first. I know what I said for couples. Um, off the top of my head, the first one I think of is like Fox Mulder. Just, ah, okay. So... Probably not what you thought I would say first, but uh, I've always been a big sci-fi junkie, and he was like my first, one of my first crushes. I had a lot of crushes when I started looking at my list, <laughs> <So> <laughs> which is funny because I used to joke later that I had like an NBA husband, an NFL husband, you know, like <laughs> I have like genres of uh, husbands. I wonder so. if there's like phases in Lives. your life. Like in 1998, oh, sure. you went through a phase like of NFL players or, you know, 1999. You know, I wonder if there's like, cause that's what I was looking at mine. I was like, some of mine were kind of like phasey as well. That's interesting. So I wonder if like you ever met. So have you ever like seen a guy in a suit that looked kind of like, you know, special agent E yes. and it's kind of like does a thing for you? Like, oh, I see Fox Mulder and this guy. Hmm. Like, does that like. Yeah, I have a couple of times. And like if I've gone to like conventions, yeah, like a Fox Mulder Scully cosplay is always great to see, which is a couple. They're one of they were one of the couples that I listed when we talked about them. Yeah, I think yeah. they're pretty awesome. And I wanted to be like Scully. She's smart. She's tough. You know, she's a redhead. So there you go. Um, yeah. yeah, which is strong. You know, it's a strong thing. But yeah, I liked Fox. I think the thing that I loved most about Fox is like you, you two, you guys could probably relate, but stiff military FBI agent types, you know, you guys might like, you know, everybody like a cool, you know, the cool black ops or cool military special agent or whatever types. But Fox Mulder, he was that and he had all those abilities, but like he actually was like a believer. He had like childlike wonder for things that were out there that people thought were crazy, you know, and he like in that sense, I just feel like he was like, you know, he allowed himself to be like whimsical and silly and dorky and not care what other people thought. He wasn't so stiff. Like, you know, you would assume the, like in the show, the other FBI agents and everybody, everybody was so stiff and Mulder was kind of like this goofball type, you know? Yeah. And 
And I think as a young girl, I was just like, he's smart and capable and tough and a genius, but he also is goofy and like believes in aliens, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. Young girl me was just like, he's the whole package. (laughs) (laughs) What else could I want? What else could I want? Probably for him to stop getting abducted. Like, like straight up grown ass woman <laughs> me is like, he's always abducted and he's never here. So that's great. <laughs> like, oh, you are abducted again? Sure, <laughs> yeah. sure. Sure. Let me see your phone. Sure. Let me see your phone. Me- <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Let me see exactly. who you're texting. Where were you last night? <laughs> um, That's a good one. I, I, I could totally see that, Uh, you know, who you are as a nerd and then seeing why, you know, Mulder would be, you know, someone that you'd be into. Josh, what do you got? I'm curious to know. This is a fun conversation. I, I'm curious about you. Who are some of your crushes? <laughs> I, I want to know. Didn't really have, mm. I didn't really have any, like, lusty uh, scenarios, but you already know who it is, man. You, you <laughs> we already do, we know because it's the same. It's, it's the same. Are you going to say it? Are you going to say do it? Do you want me to say it? It's Meryl. Like, yeah. how do you, you not have... <laughs> yes. How is it? So, Metal Gear reference it's not, already. It's not because... It's not because of... Okay. All right. It was aided by, like... Because I'm a child. I was a child, you know? And it's not aided by, like... She'd had no form. She was just a polygonal blob. Well, know? she she had a she had a portrait oh, yeah, had in, codec, in codec, which was cute. Like that, but, yeah. like... I liked her character and like this weird, like childish wonderment. Like I had never had a girlfriend or like been with, like I was young, yeah. you know, like, yeah. but like I identified, I don't know why I had this weird attachment of identifying with solid snakes character. And so f- seeing that relationship, that weird, like back and forth, like, Hey, you're kind of cute. Nah, 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 like, between them like built that crush that he had for her onto me so like it was more of like i just wanted to be with her i didn't i wasn't like oh my god like the metal gear awesome cartoon he's like so fucking hot like no it wasn't (laughs) like that it was like i just wanted to be with her I don't know about how you viewed it but that was for me that was really i mean i'm a little bit older than you so i was this a lot I'm not, I don't have anything else. Every other female character in any other show, game, uh, uh, whatever, any kind of media, I'm like, it's a woman. What is it? Yeah, I I would say for Meryl, I think it was a a multitude of things, was the way that her character was written. She was very flirty. You know, like, even if it was kind of, I don't even know if you knew at the time when she was like, women have more hiding places than men. Like, I was like, oh. Yeah, like, I totally you know, but knew. I totally I knew it. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> but it, but she was. I mean, not saying that that was like the comment that got me into it, but she was flirty, you know, with with Snake, and she her silhouette was you know attractive and in the codec, and um, she just. I mean, you're a young, angst teenager, you know, so it kind of like hits on all these things. At least for me, when I was playing a game, like you know, like man, she's just an awesome chick, you know, and then just kind of like right. At the end, you hoped it was done so well. This is this is all I'm going to say. It was done so well that at the end, if you didn't do the right thing and Murrow died, it it tore me up. Like I didn't. Yeah, I don't think I cried, but I was pretty emotional at the end. There, I felt pretty shitty that she had died at the end. 
um, of that game. And so I think just all of that together, just the writing, her character, the voice acting performance, I think that all kind of played into her to the crush or because I would say with you, I didn't really lust for her, even even in the underwear scene in in, in the bathroom. I didn't really lust after her, but I could definitely there was definitely like a crush vibe going on for Meryl, and I and I totally get that's how I viewed it as my crush. We talked about this in our previous episode. I was like, I'm already I already know I want to bring up Meryl in the episode with Ruthie, <laughs> yeah. so we already know our Metal Gear reference for that one. So, but um, but yeah, that that's a that's a good one. That's a good one for me too. I didn't put that in my list. There's a whole there's just so many ones. So that's like you said, you didn't really have one, but there is ones where I had where okay, I'll I'll just jump into to my first one that I put on there. I don't know if you guys remember this movie called Cool World in 1992. Um, yes. It was like this. Absolutely not. <laughs> It's like this, no, like no, not at all. Nope. No. Okay. Now so, I do know it. All right. Good. I'm glad you. I I'm talked glad. about this in stream the other day. Oh, <laughs> oddly, nice. oddly, that's why I was surprised to see it on here. Oh, like, sweet. Because it was just like, oh shit, we're just talking about that. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so, for me, I was like, I was, I was born in '83, so I was. Could I do nine years old? Maybe when I saw that movie, ten years old. So, <laughs> right. could you imagine being a ten year old boy and then you you got a so it's weird because well I knew of Kim Basinger she's she in the early nineties and eighties she was the buxom blonde you know the the your typical you know hot blonde girl right yeah blonde and, buxom yeah. femme fatale all exactly. that stuff. she was it was definitely a generational yeah. thing she had that look and then on top of that it was a cartoon version of her you know and I had never seen anything that like I want to say sexual I guess in cartoon format maybe outside of Jessica Rabbit. Um, that was pretty pretty sexual too for a kids kid ish uh, movie, but just that yeah. and being seeing her and then the outfits that she wore in that movie, I was like, I think that was more of a lust than a crush. But I was like, damn, <laughs> you yeah, know when I no, saw that. I will say that like anybody, if you have watched Cool World, obviously it is not for kids. Like it's not. Yeah, nope. <laughs> like nope. it's not even like if like if I had to say like if a kid was watching. Um. Oh God, I want to say Jessica Rabbit. What is this movie called? Roger. Who framed Who Roger framed, Rabbit? Yep, there you go. If a kid's watching that movie, it's goofy, slapstick enough, and there's like adult things thrown in there. Like, yes, Jessica Rabbit is sultry, but a kid can usually just write that off. That you know, like, yeah. okay, this is how her character looks. You know, or and then when they play patty cake, adults know what that is. Adults know that it's like a cheating scenario, and the joke is that. You know, right. oh, your man was your wife. So you caught your wife playing patty cake with some other man. You know, <laughs> like yeah. we know what they're saying. You know, yeah. And but a, ch- a kid, a is child, like, not the a kid is like, like oh, I don't, I don't know. What's I don't the get problem. it. They're just playing a game. He's upset. Yeah. yeah, he's upset because she was playing a game with some other guy. Okay, yeah, that's lame. You know, a kid can do that and just write it off and not care. It's goofy enough; they'll get over it. Right. But Cool World, no, like that is straight up like 90s risque film with cartoons like it is i mean the whole epitome of it is to sleep with a human like a cartoon to yeah, sleep with a that's human right. that's a yep. whole plot point like, and that's, that's, like, that's how you become that's how yeah how you become like real in quotation marks that's how yeah, real she, she was yeah. a cartoon she wanted to be real and that's yeah. how you actually see kim basinger lately later in the film but yeah, yeah i remember watching that hollywood yeah I, yeah, she was totally sexualized everything, the sex pot cartoon. So yeah, I would say for young boys watching that, yeah, it, man. you know, yeah. even young young girls for me and stuff, you're just like, whoa, there's something going on here. This is not this is yeah. not just a cartoon, like, you know, and stuff. <laughs> they feel 
Making me feel a little bit funny here, you know, blushing yeah, like so. watch. I imagine being, and I saw that movie with my dad. So imagine like how awkward it oh, was yeah. to, to watch it as a ten year old boy with your dad. Like, uh, this is oh yeah, yeah, awkward and weird. But yeah, yeah. So that was that's what that, yeah, that's what that one streamer told me. He was just like, he goes, my parents thought it was just a cartoon movie. <laughs> like, uh, they were uh, said they were younger. Uh, they, yeah, he said he. I think he said he was like eleven or twelve. And him yeah, and his parents were watching it and they're like, oh. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> We're turning this off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then we had to turn it off in the in the in the middle of it. No, my dad let me watch that whole thing. So I don't I don't know. I'm pretty sure there was a like a weird sex scene, even though they were clothed and and whatnot with her in that movie as a cartoon, right? I don't, I don't know if I remember correctly, but I remember she was like grinding on him in in the cartoon version of herself. So it was like just really imagine just being a kid watching that with your parent. Yeah, like awkward and yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the that was the first thing that I was thinking. I was just. I was just thinking in my head like stuff that like got me sort of I don't want to honestly riled up but you know that I could call back to and that was the first thing that came to mind was one it was a cartoon and the real version of her uh, for me as like a crush slash lusty type of thing so um, oh yeah yeah what okay Ruth what else who was another crush that you got on your list (laughs) I've got my list is so big (laughs) I'm just trying to see um We'll do honorable okay, mentions will, at the end. That's what we'll do. We'll do okay, honorable. Yeah, we'll other do, ones you don't mean that you don't mention. I'll, we'll I'll do bring honorable. up this one because I know that you guys have literally. I already know that, um, and somebody's mentioned it. So I will oh, bring okay. up that I did grow up watching Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's still a nostalgia fill for me. Um, the movie with Ivan Ooze and you know, like all that, and you know, watch some of that stuff. But yes, I had a big crush on Tommy. You know, the leader, the the go getter, who originally was the bad. If you didn't watch the TV show, he was originally a bad guy. Originally a bad guy. Maybe that speaks to why you liked him so much, you know, because he yeah, was sort of like you know, that bad dude, you know? The reformed bad guy, <laughs> yeah. you know, and like he had this dark side that he's like, no matter how good I am, I'll always, you know, have been the bad guy. And I'm like, Tommy, I love you. <laughs> Come here, I'll hug you. <laughs> no. I like the broody ones. Everybody knows I love Kylo Ren. Yeah. I don't, you know. But yeah. no, I like Tommy. So we talk about guys. that too. So damaged. <laughs> Give I'm me so your damaged. damaged I just need someone to love me. <laughs> I need a, another soul to pour my angst on. Yeah, it's like I think I saw a meme where it was just like I'm so broody, and she's like, "I love you," and he goes, "That makes me brood more." He goes, "I can't accept it," and she goes, "Marry me." It's just, like, <laughs> it's just funny. It gets more extreme, but yeah, no, Tommy definitely was like Tommy was a like I said, leader, go getter. I mean, he's good looking too, and then you know, being able to fight and you know all that stuff, but. Tommy was so. I mean, even as a young boy, I could I could totally see that. I mean, I was like, I could see Tommy as someone that was attractive, and why some of the girls like I always I thought about that in Power Rangers about some of the guys. I was like him and uh, the the Red Ranger Billy. Well, now I don't know about Billy. Jason, I thought was like Jason was the tough guy. Yeah, I thought Jason and uh, Tommy were could have been heartthrobs. You know, like as a kid, I I just that's just what I thought. Yeah, they definitely were. Billy was the nerdy science type which obviously fox Mulder. so you see i've there's strong suits for everybody <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so i guess i that goes over to one of my other ones that i had was uh amy joe johnson who played kimberly from power rangers she was like one of the first ones so this is in 93 right so i was about 10 years old uh, 10 or 11 years old when power rangers came on that was kind of like one of my first 
sort of first crushes like she just seemed so so cool and she could kick butt and you know and she did gymnastics you know like it's just like one of those things where she was attractive and you so she had a thing going on with like tommy who was also like one of my favorite couples i think the other people i mentioned in our discord discord chat so she was like the the i don't know just yeah. something just something about her uh spoke of like innocence you know what i mean she just seemed like a cool chick that could be that you would want to like be your girlfriend you know what i mean that's how i looked yeah, at yeah she her. was definitely girlfriend type like she Ex- wasn't yeah, yeah yeah i don't think i know you joked about like lustful stuff i don't think she was she's kind of like that type that she demanded like you're gonna respect her she is a girlfriend type she is you know she's not the kind of girl to like mess around and just be like oh let's be casual and have fun you know she wasn't yeah well can we you put it this she, way like, it was like with hollywood as a kid even though i didn't really know about sex i wanted to bang hollywood but with Kimberly, it was more of like I want <laughs> I wanted to be I want her to be my girlfriend. That's like the main way I could explain it. Even though in at that age I didn't know what that what that truly meant. But that's oh what God. that's the you best way. Straight up, we're like I want to Hollywood. <laughs> 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 well, we my can't God. be all like you and have these monumental brain crushes on blobs from Metal Ghost Solid. <laughs> Metal Ghost? No, sorry, I, I stumbled. <laughs> Metal <okay>. Ghost. <laughs> what is it's this okay. game? So, Don't worry, speaking, I had a fuck up yesterday. Speaking all so. these things, I actually had a conversation with April, and she had a very interesting oh. crush. <laughs> oh, that would be Ooh. so cool to hear from, like, yeah, if you're married, to hear, like, you're... Super not expected. But I was like, <laughs> but I see it. But I see it, all right? So, Evelyn grew up watching a lot of TV, right? So, But she has, like, little experience with cartoons here and there, right? One thing that she confessed to me is that she was a like basically obsessed with uh Dee Dee's treehouse from Dexter's lab and she wanted to live there. Um oh but okay her crush is dun 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 Professor Utonium oh! from Powerpuff Girls. All right. It was I like her girl. little girl crush and I was hmm. like really elaborate please. And so she explained to me is because like He's a scientist. He's smart. He's super nice. He's very caring. He is, he seems like a very fit individual, right? And he's very proper. And he's single. Single. No wife is ever portrayed in Powerpuff Girls. And so when she was a little girl, she was like, she kind of like in her own head, like modeled that whole idea of what a, a, a picturesque husband should be. And that's what uh, that's what Professor Utonium. I would say, I mean, valid. I, I don't know. You did, yeah, no. And then we spent. Like, hey, I don't have no judgment at all. So like I wanted to up, bang a cartoon like, character. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh my god, oh so funny. But there was really nothing else for her. Yeah, I actually, I don't think I've ever had this conversation with, with my wife. She's pretty reserved with like her crushes when we have these discussions and stuff i'm pretty i mean i'm like i don't want to say that i'm a hornball but i mean i don't really have like a specific type of woman you know if you look at my list that i shared you can see clearly that's pretty diverse i think on the crushes that i had so one like, of them is a cactus from prop what? prop prop number four no it's a joke oh i was like wait what pretty diverse. <laughs> like, he's you like look at the list. Cactus. cactus prop number four <laughs> uh yeah so yeah my thing my thing is the same too my list is like super varied for like different reasons it yeah. just is so yeah it just i mean it would a- be funny to hear like you know because they married you 
So you're like, yeah. well, who'd you have a crush on? And they're like, this person. You're like, what? I'm nothing like them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. That's why I make fun of my wife because I'm probably the most, I would say, like ethnic guy she's probably been with. So I always like make fun of her, like, you know, because I, I mean, I am Filipino, but I look Mexican. Everyone thinks I look Mexican. So it's like, you know, it's like a, like a joke, like a running joke between her and I. But, um, I don't, I don't really, I don't see, I don't want, I hate the phrase, but I don't, I don't see, see race. You know, if it's woman is attractive and she's, you know, we have things in yeah. common, it doesn't matter to me. So that's just, and you could tell by my list. I mean, my crushes, that's probably like what kind of like heavily, heavily, well, you were talking earlier, you're talking about how it influences your taste and this, the opposite sex, you know, like your interest in the opposite sex is your crushes growing up. Um, so I don't know. Is it, is it my turn to go next? Do we have another one here? I'm starting to feel a little embarrassed here about my crushes here. Now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well, no, you did Kimberly. You did okay. Kimberly. So it would be Josh. But Josh, yeah, Josh. I don't really are have. You are you a stepping aside on, on this one now until we get to so favorite couple? I think it's uh, if I had to. <laughs> well, okay, maybe not child, but come on, like like college, eight, like yeah, 10 you, years ago. Yeah. Come on, so 10 years ago. Maybe, Some uh, you thought, yeah. So I, I tend to gravitate towards like I tend to try to identify as much as I can in order to immerse myself in the character that I'm portraying or playing, right? So yeah. maybe uh, Trish from Devil May Cry. I couldn't even remember her name. Like the the the, <laughs> the main female character from Devil May Cry that like bursts into the fucking into Dante's fucking thing on the motorcycle and like literally throws it at him and then she's like. I love you. To save me from Mundus, please. <laughs> like, maybe I was like, "Hey, what's up?" But it, it wasn't nowhere near as close as I was like, "Meryl, please marry me." Like, Meryl, Meryl got you. See, Meryl got you here. That's how you know that's a trope. Meryl like tugs at your heart. Like when she gets you. Yeah. In that Who chest, just tell us that know? that means like Josh is like this is extremely like loyal. Like I love her, <laughs> and until it is a non-exact possibility. <laughs> I will always love her. My heart belongs to her. That's Josh. <laughs> I didn't crush anybody else because I'm loyal, assholes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I could totally see that. Like when you talk like video games and stuff, like as soon as you said that, it, like it occurred to me, like oh man, like the Resident <laughs> Evil series, like Jill Valentine. I didn't even put it on my list, but that's more of like I liked Jill Valentine a lot, but I didn't really you know, view it as like a crush or a lusty type thing. I don't know. Ruthie, what do you got? What do you got now? Let's do like two more, and then we'll move on to our favorite couples. We'll do, and then we'll do our honorable mentions, you know, before we go to our favorite couples. Oh, okay, gotcha. I want to paint a um, picture of who you're into. I'm curious now. <laughs> I want to hear about okay. this. Okay, uh, another big one, because I'll say it was my favorite Disney movie growing up, The Beast, off Beauty and the oh, Beast. Oh, okay. 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 Big Buff loves to read books. Primal. Yeah. Which I didn't know was something I was into. Then. <laughs> <laughs> no, now. <laughs> well, but no, well, just like a big bestial type and, you know. Well, which he, which version of him were you more into though? That's what I, I think. That's the question. <laughs> Are you well, I mean, the, like, uh, yeah, like he looks so odd. Like yeah. it's not even like you go like ninety eight percent of the movie and he's the beast, and then when you see him as a human, you're like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, nah, I can see it, but nope, I need the beast. No, I like the beast. It's big broad shouldered. You know, he had the whole thing. Okay, so he's a beast. I don't know what that would have meant, but. It made it work, you know. I was fine. Like it would just been so odd, and I think that yeah. was the thing with Belle. Oh the end, she kind of just like moves the hair out of his face, like okay. Man, <laughs> the, best, be an adjustment. the best line, the best beast line in that whole movie for me is fine. When he's like, "Go ahead and stop!" Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I'm just so like, bad, watching yeah. that, I seem to be like, 
fuck, bitch, you better eat that shit. Like, you like, yeah, I've seen that where uh, I've seen the meme where it's like when I've asked my wife for like the 15th time, where does she want to eat? Oh, yeah. You know, and she she refuses to make up her mind. And then he's like, fine, then starve. And I'm just like, I laugh so hard. You know what's funny? I regularly say that to the dogs. Like, I'll pour them food and my dog, he'll go up to his bowl and and then he'll just walk away from me and I'll be like, fine. <laughs> like, get mad. Oh my God. Maybe that's why they don't eat because they're afraid now. They're afraid of you. No, I'll tell Taurus. I'll stand there and be like, eat your food. And then he'll... <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, my gosh! Yeah, no, the Beast. Yeah, definitely. Like I would say, because yeah, probably top, probably top Disney crush. I have a couple others, but yeah. I was to say, you know, I mean, maybe this is just me stereotyping, but any '90s, <laughs> '80s girl, I could, I could see them crushing on quite a few, you know, Disney. Even like, even the There's princesses. A lot. I have a yeah. few on here, like Lou Kane from Mulan. Uh, Hercules. Okay. okay. You know, Hercules. Yep. Hercules. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, to be honest, I even joked, like, the joke is, is like, even uh, Simba or Kovu from <laughs> the Lion King movies. Like, <laughs> hey. how do they make a lion look so attractive that girls would be <laughs> like, I have a crush on He had a great hairline. A and great then also, mane. John. A great mane. <laughs> um, Simba, voice of, who was it? Was it John? Matthew Broderick. Cus- or Matthew Broderick. I mean, yeah. And then John Cusack was Kovu, I think. And Jonathan so. Taylor Thomas, uh, was 90s kid. Heart- yeah, yep. kid Simba. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, like, good voices, too. Like, you know, they sound like really cool guys. So, yeah, like, that's just a funny thing to me. So, it's, uh, you know. You know, it's funny. I, since you went the Disney route, I'm thinking the same thing. And also thought, so mine I put was uh, Princess Jasmine. So, I had a thing for the dark mm-hmm, hair, mm-hmm. the dark eyes, you know, and just her... Um, like empowerment. I have a thing for, I mean, I don't want to say just a thing, but in games and TV and in real life, I'm attracted to, to powerful and strong, strong women, particularly probably why, why I married my wife. I consider her a very strong and powerful woman. And, and I mm-hmm. think that's what originally mm-hmm. attracted to, to Jasmine. And of course she's very pretty. And then I also like the, the, just the dark, the dark hair, the dark skin and dark eyes, you know, um, physical, the, the physical, for lack of a better term of her appearance. And then it made me think was like, you know, Ariel was kind of like this innocent young girl, you know, that was in love with somebody. Actually, the plot of, if you think about the plot of Little Mermaid, it's just so terrible. Like, it's so bad. Like, this little, this young girl, mermaid girl is in love with a man she never met. And she wants to change into a woman so she can, you know, it's just like the plot's so bad. But anyways... Uh, that was another uh, thinking yeah. about back on <laughs> thinking about back thinking uh, uh, going back about the Disney uh, girls <clears throat> and princesses out there. I think I kind of had a little thing for Ariel too, but Jasmine was definitely one because I watched that was like the only movie my dad ever bought us on VHS because you know like, remember uh, okay. Disney movies came out they were kind of they were more expensive. My dad was like, "Fuck, I'm not gonna buy these Disney movies for you guys." Like, <laughs> you get so, one, <laughs> yeah. So finally, they bought us. Uh, Aladdin and I watched that movie like all my, my sister and I we watched the movie all day every day just rewind it play it again run it play we just watched it all day like I still can recite that movie I sit with my daughter we'll watch it and I'll recite the movie like look at this look at this I'm so ticked off I'm molting and my my daughter just cracks up um so yeah I would say yeah Jasmine just everything you know as a woman when I was younger I crushed on pretty hard 
That's fair. Yeah, no. You 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 valid. You valid. <laughs> All right. Give me uh <clears throat> give me one more Ruthie and I'll do one more and then we'll go off our uh our honorable mentions and move on to favorite couple. Ah, it's so hard. Uh, okay, we're going to do like quick honorable mentions though. Yeah, you don't yeah, understand. Yeah. I've got like 45 guys oh listed my, here. Oh my. Oh wow. Jesus Christ. Well, I mainly listed them out because I was like just trying to go with the fill. Like I was just like, <laughs> I tell you like honestly I joked about this on stream the other day like <clears throat> Ruth, what kind of man are you into? Or like, person? Here's my I'm list. like, I'm into everybody. Like, I can totally see how we can make this work. That's yeah. the way I operate. As long as you're not a bum, we good. We're yeah. good. Um, Just give them the you list. Educated, you slide over. Here's my hard drive. Yeah, here's my hard drive. Yeah, no, it's just one of those things. Okay, I'll get. Uh, okay, um, consistently, even still now, the, I guess this one plays to the romantic in me. Jack Skellington. Nightmare Before uh, Christmas. Daniel, he's a good one. He's yeah. a yeah, yeah. I think you know, yeah. The singing is good and stuff, but a, a guy who like he wants something more. He's a romantic. He you know smart. Um, you know, and again, I guess I've noticed leadership types. I I think that is something consistent across like a a yeah. leadership type. Like Skele- Jack Skellington is like the pumpkin king. Mm. Everybody takes lead from him. You know, well, same I thing with Tommy. That- I think that that might stem from uh, generally people being attracted to confidence. And so a leader is usually a confident individual. So I think it might stem from that, actually. Yeah, it probably could. Mm, Yeah. mm, Psychology. Mm, psychology, That's exactly what I'm thinking. That's exactly what I'm thinking about this list when I go look at it. When I look at mine. I think confidence is good when it crosses over into cockiness, not so much. But I think also a thing for leadership for me is, like I said, not a bum. Like I, I, I like... Like, I, I don't want to, like, get on, like, now that we're talking about psychology and stuff like that, I don't get the fact, but, like, I grew up with, like, knowing a lot of bum men who didn't do anything and that were a drain on women's lives, you know, oh. and women having to, like, pick up all this slack and not li- ditching these men. So I guess in my head, I was attracted to a guy who not only could lead, but actually get shit done, like, you know, and pull the helm and let's do this. And I right. think that's my thing. So, like, yes, confidence, definitely, but actually, like, delivery. So, right. like, confident yeah. has a job. Yeah, big things, <laughs> big things. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I definitely, definitely can see that um, with with Jack with uh, definitely confidence. Like, I definitely, he is definitely. Well, actually, it's interesting because if you think about that movie, he he seemed more confused or. In the beginning, yeah, more confused, uh, yeah, definitely. More confused and more uh I don't what's curious, you know, like just wanting something more. You know, like I think that's another appeal about him is he just he wasn't satisfied with what he currently had. He just he wanted something more than just what what he had. It was mundane to him. So I think that could be also an interesting an attractive aspect in a person, not just a man, but a woman. You know, sometimes you get stuck in a rut, you know, and you know you want to you want your life to be a little bit more interesting than the same thing over and over again. And so that's another. I think so. And his passion, way. like yes. he wanted something different, and then like his passion once he found something, he was like, you know, you knew it was a bad road, but he was just so passionate, and he wanted everybody on board, and wanted to do this crazy new thing, you know, and stuff, and and take his own take on it. So yeah, I like. Yeah. It. Um, all right. This is this is a, a tough one since I said we're going to do one more. Um, there's a few here that I really want to mention, but I think the one that I'm going to go as for the topic of discussion is uh, Nia Long, who played um, Lisa Wilkes, Fresh Prince's girlfriend on the show. 
and she was also Debbie in Friday. Um, she's just uh, she's she's beautiful, and her oh, character, yeah. yeah, she was just a beautiful woman, and she had, she had a really great role as uh, Fresh Prince's girlfriend. They had a, such an interesting dynamic, and I love when they're about to get married, and then all this stuff that like, comes to fruition. Like her name was Beulah and stuff. But I think the I think interesting enough. It was the relationship as being like a, a great girlfriend to Fresh Prince or to Will in the show that made me crush on her. Like almost like I wish I had at the time, I wish I could have a girlfriend like Lisa. You know, I think that's what, oh, what yeah. drew me to her. Um, but then in, in Friday, she, you know, she was also, you know, just I mean, she's just a, you know, a beautiful woman. It's, it's, it tells it's telling. Right. You you name some of these people on your list. I named some of mine. It's kind of funny. Like with male, we're, we're visually attract, like we're visually stimulated more so than women are. I mean, it's there's it's almost factual. There's tons of research has been done on it. So it's funny. Some of the ones you mentioned, like Beast from Beauty and the Beast and Jack Skeleton. I don't think that you saw them and said, oh, I'm kind of attracted to those dudes. I think you saw their character and that's what pulled you in. Whereas men, we see like the first thing we see is the appearance and like, oh, I kind of like her. But then the personality. Yeah, I think that happened for me more later. Yeah, I think yeah. I agree, though. I think. I have seen studies and, you know, and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I know that women were more like underlying, um, you know, like social and intellectual, you know, like mm-hmm. we're think connection wise and men are more visual hands on, you know, and stuff. So I think that's the way the brains operate, but definitely came later. Like I, I can appreciate visual aesthetics now. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, um, I'm saying I mean, one looks- of my honorable mentions, though, I will say probably one of them. I was like, oof. well there's got to be that you know that carnal you know uh feelings towards uh, physical attraction for everybody but um it was interesting i watched this i forgot what show it was on discovery channel where they did they posted a picture of this guy of two men i think it was two men and one had like who was considerably attractive right and another guy who was considerably not very attractive, nothing else. And most of the women picked the guy that was more attractive. And then the next day they put the same picture up and said, the guy that was more attractive, just visually made a ton more money than the other guy. Women, not say that women are gold diggers. I know it sounds bad, but they generally went to him because he was had the more successful career based on his salary. So women were more attracted to the, to the more physically uh, unattractive guy because of what he was making and his success in the business in his job versus the guy that was physically attractive. So it's this oh, more. Okay, I get you. Context so is what like, mattered. Yeah, it's like, it, yeah. It's like not only it's like status, status right? Over right. Appearance, you know, right. Women can see beyond. <clears throat> women see beyond just the physical appearance. It does help to be good looking for men. You no, know, for for women, but women see beyond that. If you're Typically, I would imagine if you're just a bad person overall, women will see that and then <clears throat> would leave you. That's not happens. That's not the case for every single single, single right. thing. But according to science and research studies, they've found that men will quickly look at physical appearance and that's what they go for. Well, women will look at physical appearance would be the first thing they see, but they to evaluate their partners, they look at more than just that, where guys will just put more so into the physical appearance, essentially. Um, mm. I don't have reference for the thing, but... That's that's what I got yeah. from the studies that I read. So it's interesting we're talking about these these lists. We're given our list, and I feel like mine. I think it's kind of true for the male female dynamic and <clears> how <throat> we, you know, are attracted to the opposite sex. I see like you know an attractive woman, and there's more so that plays into it and why I'm crushing on her. You know, so I just think it's yeah. an interesting discussion going deeper into like our list. I think it's kind of funny and interesting at the same time. 
Yeah. Um, no, I get you. Yeah, it is interesting. And um, like, I think my thing hmm. is too, is like, I can say that this is probably why I liked them all now looking back more so because yeah. some looking back, I, I'm just like, I just like him, you know, or whatever. Like yeah. there's something about him. I like him, you know, or whatever and stuff, or I like her or whatever. And then now as an adult, I'm like, oh, well, I can totally see now why like that was attractive to me as younger, like based on what they did or, you know, and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, right. Okay. My, so yeah, my last one was Neil Long. I just, <clears throat> I, f I fell in love with her as Will's girlfriend. I was like, man, I wish I had, I wish I could get a girlfriend. That she was, was a good stalwart girlfriend yeah. for him. Yes. Like I could see where like, you know, cause Will was like this goofy, funny, you know, most of the time, no, don't take him seriously, you know, kind of guy, yeah. like kind of, you know, that attitude. And she just like wouldn't have it, but she also like stalwartly supported him like all the time. It was kind yeah. of like, you know, you may call him a goofball and I may call, you know, or I may call him a goofball and I know, you know, give him, you know, shit and stuff, but he is a great person and I'm not going to hear you talk shit about him, you know, like, yeah, she was right. pretty like on Everyone. the up and up for him. She like, she is the epitome of I'm here for my man. Don't get it twisted. Like, <laughs> yes. And most men like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, every guy wants a, their woman to stand by them, you know, and support them. You know, that's what we all, what we all, we all want. I would imagine no one wants an abusive, <laughs> an emotional abusive girlfriend. They want someone to support them and be behind them when they, when they need them or be <laughs> someone they could depend on, you know? So I guess yeah. maybe unless you got some internal issues going on, maybe, I don't know. Maybe you're I'm into just that laughing because kind of earlier I was like, I'm obsessed with Kylo Ren. Not a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> Ben Solo, maybe more. <laughs> Who wants yeah. an abusive, broody person that can't handle a relationship? <laughs> That's funny. Wait. Ruthie, we need to talk to you about your relationship with uh, Kyle. Oh, I don't, think, I don't think he's the right one for you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, now I've just switched it to like the much more healthier married to my job. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, no. All right, so give me a rundown of since you oh God, don't give me all forty-five. <laughs> okay, no, I won't. I won't. I won't. This like now that I'm thinking, about it, I was like, man, this list is kind of embarrassing a little bit, but it is all over the place. Yeah. Okay, physically, I'll just say this right now. Like physically, if you like, just as a joke, I'll throw out physically right now the ones I feel like Lee Shang was a little physical. Come on, like okay. half the training sequence, he's walking around with no shirt on. Oh, yeah, almost the whole thing. True. Yeah. Um. Okay, but physically. I'm going to, uh, I can never remember the actor's name, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Casey Jones. Oh. Coming out in that wife beater with the hockey sticks and just sweaty and gritty. <laughs> coming out in the shadows and talking all that shit. Totally not like, and later, man, when I think they're in, I don't know, but you know, April's all stressed out and he like, she's just like, don't. She gets an attitude and he basically like presses her in the chair and then he like yeah. her shoulders when he's in that wife beater. And I'm like, what is this? This is doing something for me. Like, so, <laughs> so like he just was like telling her to like shut up and just like stop being like so strong headed. And he was buff. And I was like, all right, I'm on That's board funny. for it. That's super funny. <laughs> um, other physically, uh, Brendan Fraser's character in The Mummy. Indiana Jones, oh. both similar types, but yeah. you know, treasure diggers that Brendan are. Brendan Fraser's and character, I can totally see why <laughs> any woman, he's fucking a no bullshit yeah. leader, fucking strong male leader type. He dresses Her phenomenally in that film. Oh, he does. He does. He really does. Well, and I would actually just go further. Brendan Fraser was like heyday in the 90s. So, like Tarzan, oh, yeah. 
All like that was his thing. He was definitely one of my like consistent Encino crushes. Encino, Encino, Encino man. man, squeezing the yeah, juice. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he was consistent, like in the '90s for me. Like everything he was in, I was like, Brendan Fraser's so great. No matter what he does, he can do no wrong. Um, no, I had a man crush on Polly Shore. I'm gonna just say it. I loved Polly Shore. Polly Shore All was, like, his a movies. Goofy, yeah. I think we talked about we talked about this somewhere, but. Polly Shore, I love Polly. I had it like in the 90s. I was like, I just had like a, a man crush on Polly Shore. Not going to lie. On <laughs> it, great, yeah, confession, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those are probably like the biggest. Uh, the other one I will say physically, um, if anybody remembers the TV show Gargoyles, Goliath. Yes, yes. Yes. Oh, like, yeah. Him and the main reporter girl. I can never yeah, remember Yeah, the her chick name, in the red, be- the red. I forgot her name, too. I had a crush on the girl. Now that I think about it, I had a crush on the girl from Gargoyles. <laughs> yeah, so like Goliath. Like I was like, I love Jeez. Goliath, you know, buff, lo- you know, buff loincloth, but like leadership types, you know, this broody, you know, yeah. stoic type. Um, so, yeah, those are the ones. Uh just to throw out a few other ones, uh, I was a huge, um, well, just in general, kind of like Brennan Fraser. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, gosh. Now I'm not going to be able to think of it. Michael J. Fox. Huge him fan. So, like, Back to the Futures, Marty McFly was a okay. crush of oh, mine. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he was a crush. Uh, uh, Sean Hunter from Boy Meets World, the loyal best friend, mm. you know, other side of the tracks, but good guy all around. Uh, in the bad yeah, neighborhood, the grew up in a bad neighborhood. I could relate. Home, I was just like, I know what nice it is, bro. Yeah, good guy. Yeah, and stuff like that. <clears throat> um, the Goblin King off Labyrinth, David David Bowie. <laughs> Interesting um, choice. The Labyrinth. Yeah, <laughs> for my theatrical choice. little heart, I was like, I love hmm, him. <laughs> all right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, yeah. Those are just some of the. Uh, yeah, I think that's mainly. I loved the Ghostbusters. I don't know. Uh, oh yeah, a Trey you from uh, Never Ending Story. We've talked yeah. about oh. that. Oh. I didn't like the main character. I didn't have a crush on him, but I had a crush on a Trey you. Thought he was cool. I could see that. Well, the main character the was warrior. just reading a book, reading a book the entire time. Oh yeah, so yeah, why, that's true. Elliot, uh, who, or whatever who, his name who was. likes just reading a book. Some, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Getting beat up by bullies. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. um, all right, you guys see my list. So I'll just go over. I I could have, I probably could have hit forty ish if I wanted to, but um, I didn't do that. I was I, anyways. So Jennifer Lopez, mostly because after Selena, um, I I I just she was you know she was hot and she could act and she could dance and then she did her whole musical career. So not just her character, but I think as a celebrity, I kind of like had a thing for her. Um, right. Jada Pinkett, oddly enough, who auditioned for Will Smith's girlfriend and how they met. I'm sure everyone knows that. That's how they met. She was, uh, they didn't cast her though, but she, during the uh, her audition, she met Will Smith and that's how they uh, ultimately met was to play his girlfriend. So she was in a movie called Peaches, a low down, or uh, in a movie as a character, as a person named Peaches in a movie called Low Down Dirty Shane with Keenan Ivory Wayans, which is good. Uh, just a, one of my one of my favorite '90s action movies. It's really good, and she played like this sort of like this ghetto like attitude, you know, like black woman. Just and she was just really attractive, and just you know had this confidence thing going on. I just loved her. And then for those of you who haven't seen Set It Off, same thing. She she came. She was struggling. Bank robbing movie. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, I loved her. Vivica Fox. She was also in Set It Off, but mostly because of Independence Day, and again ties to to Will Smith. Uh, 
Fun fact, uh, Will Smith and Vivica Fox won Best Kiss uh, at the MTV Movie Awards for Independence Day. So if those of you who didn't know. Um, and then, I did not nice. know that. I didn't know that. I could yeah. see that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, so this woman, she's not, I don't think she's that popular, but the movie, maybe you all remember, was Camp Nowhere. Uh, the actress' name was Marnette Patterson. Uh, Trish, her the character's name was Trish Prescott. She was a typical, you know, buxom blonde, you know, popular girl in in school. And as a, you know, she was just around the same age as me at the time, so it's like kind of crushing on her, like the the typical the blonde uh, crush. And then Cameron Diaz, another blonde. I remember in the mask when she first came into the bank in oh, the, in the yeah. red dress, Tina Carlisle. Woo, and that got me going. So those were my list. I had a decent amount of blondes in there. If you think about it, like hmm, yeah, like, I was laughing because I was just gonna say like you have like two. I mean, like I'm obviously you said you didn't say like color or anything, and I totally believe you, but <laughs> I do laugh how you've got like these dark beauties, you know, and stuff with the dark eyes, dark hair, you know, like <laughs> and everything, and then you've also got like these buxom blondes, which was like the these are like two different like sides of the '90s, like <laughs> like it was yeah. one or the other. So I just yeah. made me laugh. So yeah. Yeah, it was from. I guess you can blame Baywatch and I guess hip hop uh, music. You know, that's <laughs> the, the go, things right? that influ- influenced me. The hip hop, I mean, yeah. hip hop music, and, and Baywatch. So, but uh, all right, let's um, talk a little bit about our favorite couples, and then we'll close it out here. Jo- um, Josh, actually, I was joking. I was like, Josh, do you actually have couples? Apparently, he's got a ringer that he's going to bring up. Apparently, so. All right. Actually, all right. Let's let's get into it then. I'm kind of curious to know uh, about our favorite couples. Let's just all do like two or three each, and then we'll move on. Yeah, and yeah. Then we'll close it out. Yeah, we'll, I did. Yeah. Okay. Hindsight. I'm not doing double topics anymore. Apparently, we can talk all day long <laughs> about yeah, any fucking thing. So I'm good I'm with it. I'm gonna be like honest. In retrospect, I think the reason I have 40 crushes here is I literally sat here all week doing nothing. <laughs> so I just hmm. <laughs> Let me consider my crushes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's what I did: crushes and food lists. <laughs> that's what I did. You should put. You should yourself, put twenty-five is not enough. You should put it's the not. list. You should put the list in the show doc. So I share it out to everybody. So if, if unless you don't want to share it, but I think it'd be interesting oh, yeah, okay. for people in the Discord. <laughs> We can share it out because I, I shared in the in the chat so you can just see the notes and just kind of see what we're talking about, you know, be interactive, whatever. But uh, oh, yeah, I'll funny. leave it up to you. But anyways, <laughs> all right. So that's interesting, Josh. You got some favorite couples. Let's uh, I'll do a few few co- our favorite couples. We'll close it out. Yeah. We'll say our goodbyes. So Couple go ahead, Josh. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear this. So my favorite couple, mine, right? Yeah, is Bulma Vegeta. Oh, mm. such my a good one. Favorite couple of any media ever is Boma Vegeta. I love it because we stand. of how polarly different they are. Like, yes. like Chi Chi and Goku, that's cool, but they, they're both fighters. They're both martial artists. That's how they met. That's how they fell in love. Obviously, she kind of leaves that life behind and takes on the motherly role, and he wants to keep fighting because of his uh, stupid Saiyan brain. Um, but Vegeta and Bulma are such polar opposites. And I even, they never uh, reference how they courted each other. They kind of just like were together. Yes. Oh, man. I remember that reveal. That reveal. Man, I still remember that to this day. Everybody was in the shadow of uh, Yamcha and Bulma, which we all know Yamcha. Um, So, 
And I love how he's such a renegade. But what Bulma says goes. Like, there's no, like, there's no, like, I am a Saiyan prince. Bulma's like, and I'm your wife. Like, she doesn't care. (laughs) She's like, and I love that ferocity in Bulma as, like, his partner. Because she can get, like, upset. And you'll see Vegeta, like, cower. Like, oh, no, like, Bulma's mad. Like, and yeah. just their whole family dynamic is so interesting to me. And they're, they'll always be like my favorite, um, like media couple. So that, that's my Love favorite. That. I only have the one, but I have another one. That comes from April. Telling, that yeah, comes yeah. from April. She gave to me that I did not expect. And so she says, Angela Dwight. Mm. Oh, no. Good couple. It's her favorite couple. And I was like, really? Elaborate. And she said that everybody likes Jim and Pam, but literally the first episode of The Office, you're like, yeah, Jim and Pam. Like, from the beginning of the show. Even though she's with Roy, you're like, yo, Jim and Pam, they're gonna end up together. Like, within the first few minutes of seeing them interact with each other, you're like, they're in love. They're gonna get married. They're gonna have kids. They're gonna have a happy life. They're gonna buy a house. They're gonna... Do all this stuff. Like, you basically know you're just waiting itself. to go with it, right? But the relationship with Angela and Dwight is so turbulent, and it really does come out of nowhere, and it's super unexpected. Because, like I said before, they're polar opposites, but yet they're so drawn to each other. Dwight is like this nerdy, uh, uh, controlling, socially awkward individual who has... A lot of talents that people don't give him credit for, she says. He is a beet farmer. He runs an inn. He uh, has a cousin that just randomly, it looks like from like 1806. Jethro Tolman. That has never had a job (laughs) and is just weird as crap. He still uses an outhouse. He refuses to not get married like in his own grave standing beside his wife. And then Angela is this tiny prissy uptight super religious like very fancy uh, individual and that they come together and it's never really expressed how and angela may date other people but if you really think about it paid attention she pointed this out to me i was like i never thought about that she was like she never cheats on dwight when they're together she teach she cheats on andy with Dwight, but they're not dating. Her and Andy are dating. She cheats on the senator with Dwight, but they're not dating. Her and the senator are married. So she just loves the dynamic, like that power struggle between these two individuals, and that's what makes them her favorite. No, and she was she was bringing all this stuff up to me, and I was like, I never looked at any of that. I just thought he was weird, like just a you, weird guy. And she had her weird, like I have twelve hundred cats. That all have names and I have a nanny cam for them, which is weird. But just hearing I think you talk about I, it, like I was like, yeah, all day. But you, what you're saying, they're both weird, and that's kind of what I think drew them together is that they're both weird in their own right. Whereas, but everybody's I, weird. Every, not Kevin's not weird. nine cats and licking them and to clean them themselves <laughs> weird. Not, I mean, are you that weird? Well, yeah. I've never met no. anyone that weird. But I mean, it's a no, show. But anyway, they're is, caricatures show, of real, yeah. real people. But I'm just saying they're both in the context of the show. They are the weirdest motherfuckers on that show, probably, <laughs> right? 
I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't think anybody weirder know, than Creed. Up. I don't know. Okay, Creed's, Creed's yeah, Creed okay. Up. If Creed is up here, Dwight's probably down here, and Normal is like down down here, right? <laughs> Favorite Creed moment is <laughs> oh, I There's like which your, bloody, your bloody costume. It's totally a coincidence <laughs> for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Look, I would just say my thing with with Jim and Pam is because yeah, you're right. It was like writing was on the wall. We 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 it's saw like, it, but it was it's like the a growth cutter situational relationship. Like, but for me, it was not. I didn't look at his at his at, that was on my list was was Jim and Pam. Um I looked at it as like this love story that everyone I think strives for. No one no one even though you know Pam was in a in a shitty relationship with Roy, but I feel like that this was a, a love story that everyone wishes they could be be a part of, you know? Like finding someone that is basically your soulmate. And falling in love with them, spending every day of your life with them, which they allude to and they they address in the later episodes, you know, um, everything that happened happened in in that that place. I think that's why I liked it so much. I didn't like the whole let's make this relationship seem real when they were having problems when Jim went to to Philadelphia and stuff like. That. I didn't oh, like yeah. that. I would prefer them just. I think it's because it's it is cheesy to a certain extent, but I think sometimes if it's if it's if it's happiness and and it seems genuine and you could see that they had they had fantastic uh rapport with each other on on screen you can just feel it you know like coming from the screen so i think for me also if you didn't know i was a hopeless romantic growing up i just i loved love stories i loved romantic comedies i was just really i mean i was really big into them and for whatever reason i just think the pam and jim storyline just was beautiful and i loved it and it was a lot of things were, were funny they faced adversity you know between her being with roy first and then him laying it all out like man how could you not feel for jim even though it's a comedy that on casino night when he just lays it all out on the line for her and pam just doesn't know what to fucking do because she's already engaged but she loves jim and he's laying it all out and he's he's in tears you know like man that's right I mean, that's why I put them as a, one of my favorite fictional couples, just because it felt so real, and it was a happy ending, and a lot for the for the most part, it went well, you know, you know, f- during the whole courtship and stuff. I don't know. It just it felt so much. I just loved it. It just it was just. And there's nothing wrong with Dwight. I think Dwight and Angela is a, fa- a hilarious storyline. There's nothing wrong. I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just saying why I love the Pam and Jim. Uh, as a couple, uh, fictional mm-hmm. couple. Does that all make sense? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like the way that April perceives it is that they get through some very like serious shit and they make it back to each other. Yeah, I mean, like, he killed her cat. The, he killed her cat. <laughs> She's engaged to another man. She, he, she marries a gay senator and like, <laughs> it's just... It's just a very weird dynamic between them, but they always wind up coming back to each other. And she also thought that their wedding was way more fairy tale or way more Oh yeah. Like than than Jim and Pam's wedding. Oh uh, yeah. She, was... That's why it makes and their relationship culminates at the end of the show. As opposed to like Jim and Pam finally are like forever together with each other. Like I don't know what season it is that they get married in, but then like they have their like, okay, this is their relationship. But the whole show is the journey of them 
getting together to the point where they're finally like, I want to be with you. I want to be married. Let's fucking do this shit. Yeah, there's there is no. I'm not arguing the fact anything that you're saying. I think f- for me, my my reason for being drawn to Pam and Jim, it just felt it felt more real in a, in a weird like caricature caricature type show where Dwight and Angela just felt like a straight up satirical caricature of of real life. Like there was nothing out of that relationship that's that I could relate to or even you know, feel like. Mm-hmm real whereas pam and jim it felt real to me and that that was the reason why i was drawn to that one that is not saying that, that that relationship between dwight and angela isn't entertaining and you're right it culminates at the end of the show and it's it's great i love it too but for me the the essence and everything of that show revolved around pam and even i know april i know you listen to that podcast because i do i listen to it too as well they knew that that this, the center point of that show was going to be Jim and Pam, and that's what they focused on for the most most part of that show. That's all I'll say. I, Jim and Pam was mine. I love. <laughs> so that's I can see where um, you would say the. Um, I I I liked both of them. Uh, very different. I think the Jim and Pam appeal is that subliminally it was almost like the. Um, uh, you know, it was like that old school romance, though. Boy meets girl. You know. All American boy, all American girl. Like, what is it on? Like, uh, I dream of genie or whatever, or bewitch. They keep <laughs> yeah. bumping into each other, you know, and stuff. They're stuck together, and they fall in love, and then it's yeah, they feast. They faced like modern day adversities, and that gave them some depth. But overall, it really was just boy meets girl, boy girl. You know, this boy here, this girl, you know, next door neighbors or whatever, pretty much. And they fall in love, and they have a thing. And I honestly, for them, I agree with April. I feel like you knew the whole time that they were going to make it work, and it was only until the very end when he had all that like on the road stuff and they had all those yeah. marital problems where that was like when I was most invested, I was like, guys, if you can't make it, like what, <laughs> what are the rest of us supposed to do? Like, come on, like you guys can do this. You have kids together. You do love each other, you know? And I just remember like watching at the very end and then finally they like got it back together. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Like it would have <laughs> felt like so horrible. <laughs> like that was where I was most invested. Uh, Dwight and Angela, I do feel they had a more interesting love story. I feel that her choices in Andy and the Senator were, she knew she was weird. She knew she was kooky, but I think she was so adamant that she didn't want to love Dwight anymore. And I think that they were because of the cat thing, convenience. Yeah. yeah. Because they were a convenient thing, but I feel the where that they leveled is they were actually very old school morals. Like Dwight might not have been religious, but the old homestead morals very much yeah. does rely on, does line up with religious morals. I would so, never want your beet salad. I know you like beet salad. I've seen you eat it many times. Times, yeah, yeah, no, like the way they did stuff, and she's just like, my wedding song will be "Little Drummer Boy," and he's like, of course, like, he just yeah, like, yeah, he's like, yeah, no, so yeah. Like, like, what is the problem? I don't, yeah, what is the thing? And you know, so yeah, kooky in a lot of ways, but I feel like they had these backstories that intertwined as far as like how they saw the world in different things, and then the few ways that they didn't led to these bigger issues. But yeah that was there uh yeah so i see both validity in both of them and stuff so yeah both i think both great couples as far as the topic is concerned um Mm -hmm. ruthie what do you Mm -hmm. what do you have uh i will go like couple goals of all time morticia and gomez adams okay oh yeah the movie version of them or are you actually calling into the actual tv show i've only familiar i would say both um i mean like all over just their whole thing like they're kooky and weird but 
uh, if anybody, if you pay attention to the time period that the TV show came out, such an equal, passionate, romantic relationship for a husband and wife wasn't being shown on TV. It wasn't. Um, they were kooky and weird and everybody took that as a novelty. But the fact that like there was small sly jokes or like he would come in and like tiss such French, you know, and flirt with her and he'd be like, when was the last time we danced? She goes, this morning, you know, and he goes, you're overdue. And like whisk her in the kitchen and they're dancing and their kids are like, oh, ha, ha, you know, and it turns yeah. to this little dance party. Like to me, that romance of like not being afraid and like showing her and and then you, oh man, um, Raul Julia later in the movies, tremendous actor, um, plays that Spanish passion, you know, so well. Um, and then Angelica, um, Angelica Huston, uh, is, you know, iconic, but yeah, it just, their whole thing, great parents, great family. They related in every level partners. They had passion, just everything about them. I just yeah, feel his... that they were some goal. They were definitely like a goal. I think. Oh yeah. Like what woman doesn't want a man to love them the way, uh, Raul Julia, at least the, the way he put, the way he came like through the screen. Like, you know, like he was like, so impassioned. Like a presence, like very from the beginning. Like I, that whole thing in the beginning comes in and she's not even awake yet. And he's talking to other people. That was my thing too. When she wasn't around, he said Mm -hmm. the most, he didn't care what anybody thought. He was literally going to tell you that she is like, literally like his heaven on earth and he will not have anybody say anything right. different about her like when she's sleeping and he's just like i would kill for her he goes i'd <laughs> die for her you know and he goes either way what bliss to have that ability because i love her you know and it's just like what is this romance yeah. nobody talks like this and then he <laughs> fucking she's like ah the sun and he just like does the knife thing and like hits the shutters down and it's like ah it's so over the top <laughs> it's great it's great yeah <laughs> He's so um, great and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. That that relationship, I think, is the epitome of our relationship goals, right? We all want to be in love with our significant other as much as they are. Not to say that mm-hmm. I'm not with my wife. Not to say that I'm not, but um, that's <laughs> yeah. exactly how cool. I talk about nice my wife. <laughs> that's exactly how I talk about my wife at work when I'm when I'm when I'm at work. This is exactly how I talk to her. Talk about her. <laughs> um But uh yeah, all right. So I got I'm just gonna do one more for me and that I really wanted to. I'll do. We'll do honorable mentions too for this one. But I'm gonna go with uh, Leslie Nope and Ben Wyatt from Parks and Rec for me, because I see a lot. I see a lot of reflection in my relationship with my wife with Leslie Nope and Ben Wyatt. Not that I'm a super like count, like accountant type dude. That's not me. But he's a nerd. Ben Wyatt is a super nerd. You know, he loves Game of Thrones. He loves Star Trek. He loves Star Wars. You know, and. Leslie Nope is just Shit, he hard. He created his own game. Yeah, uh, Cones of Dunshire. Like I love <laughs> that. I love everything about. And then he says he has this line that I used. And I think I clipped it in one of in the David Hater episode. Used to be in the intro. Used yeah. To be in the intro. And he says like, if you're the one, if you're not into nerd culture, then you're the one. He said nerd culture is popular now, and if you're not part of it, you're out of the zeitgeist now. Something like that is what he says. He says and it's so true. He says, oh nerd culture is mainstream now. When That's you right. you use the word nerd in a derogatory sense, you're the one who's out of the zeitgeist. Yes. That is exactly yeah. verbatim the quote. And I love that quote about Ben White. So I just see a lot of, I love how nerdy Ben White is and Adam Scott who plays him. I think, I think it's more of... Perfect. I, yeah. Perfect yeah. casting. 
I think that's him. Like, I really think that's him as a person <laughs> that's in that I'm show. That's what I'm convinced, too. Yeah, I, I really am. They just like, just do your thing, man. <laughs> and I think, I think that yourself. show, yeah. and I think that show is all those people is how they are to a certain extent in real life, but just magnified by a thousand times, like Ron Swanson and, and Leslie Nope. I believe, you know. Um, I feel like they just came and sat down and they're like, listen, this is the scene. Like, maybe they did a table read, but I feel like they're just like, this is the scene. What would your character do? I think that's what they started to just let them do. Oh, yeah. This, they just D&D'd the fuck out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah for real. No, <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Because even John Offer or uh, Offerman, whatever his name is. I forget his first name, but uh, Ron. Is it Ron Offerman? No, it's Ron Swanson. In the, Nick, maybe Nick, Offerman. Nick, Nick, Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, he's not as extreme in real life, but he is very much like a Ron Swanson type in so many ways. Like for yeah. real, like, yeah, I'm sure he, he drinks whiskey. I'm sure I know oh, he plays yeah. saxophone. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I, I mean, I love the show, obviously, but I just Leslie Nope is to me is like how Leslie Nope and Ben Wyatt is the Pam Beasley and Jim Halpert for me. I mean, I see a lot of realism in there, and they just love each other. I love like the little jokes that they have when she goes, "I love your slight but strong something," and he was like, "Do you want me?" It's like, "Do you want me to be?" smaller or something or how she's in love with his butt it's just little things that you get in relationships yeah. you know yeah. like these little things like i like how they also were like different kinds of nerds like obviously leslie was more into like politics and that was like her passionate nerd you know yeah she was very like into structure in like parks and recs like her whole thing like she that was her nerd stuff you know or like finding out how you know, like to build something, you know, that was her kind of nerd stuff. But then you've got Ben Wyatt, who was all like Dungeons and Dragons and sci-fi and stuff. Like, I love the scene where she gets him the replica throne of Games of Thrones. And he comes in and he goes, he goes, it's a throne. He's like almost having like, a, and he's like his knees <laughs> yeah. go weak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he goes and he goes, he sits on the throne and crosses his legs. You may enter. And she goes, I came here on my star cruiser. And he goes, no, no. <laughs> like, like, no she's, she's trying to. And he comes in and she goes, Something, immediately you know, shuts and, her down. <laughs> yeah, she really just like three or four times tries and he goes, I'm going to need you to leave. <laughs> Stuff right. And then she goes, do you want me to just leave? And he goes, <laughs> yeah, he goes, and he goes, but I love you. I'll be out in five minutes. And like, he just sits there and he's like talking to himself. He goes, you may approach the throne. And he goes, <laughs> like he's talking to us, like, cause, yes. but like the point is, is she didn't get it. Yeah. And she's like, uh, something like it's 2000 swords, something for every. <laughs> and then he's like, for every person. <laughs> he's like whispering. <laughs> they didn't always understand each other's nerdy but they always like had fun and met in the middle and just really lived it up for each other so i thought yeah. that was cool about them i think that's why i just yeah he's just a nerd and i love it and that's why uh that, andy and april my... was a surprise for me on that show yeah that was actually my other one that i put on that, that and that couple started i was not i was pro i was not pro andy and april at all Oh, you I want to talk it. about that? Then they got married like right after they got together. So I'm oh, sure. I was pro not that at all. <laughs> you know, actually, I was not okay with their relationship until Ron gave Leslie the speech about because Leslie wasn't pro Andy in April either. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. she was like, no, and this is crazy. And then they got married. It was like, you know, I'm not supposed to see you on your wedding day. And Leslie was trying to stop everything. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. Ron takes her outside and he's just like, what's love? What's this formula? Everybody thinks they know they got it. And he's like, I've been divorced. He's just like, you thought you were going to marry your, what's his face? She goes, are we right? Are we wrong? He's like, no. He's like, let them figure it out. They love each other. Let them do it. Whatever. They obviously yeah. want to do it. Let them do it and work their own thing out. Let them have their own road. And I was thinking, okay. You know, and I think the age <laughs> difference got me a little bit, you know, 
and then Andy, but mm -hmm. I think together they grew up together alongside each other, you know, and I thought that was really cool to see as a couple. Cause you know, well, you do, we all have people we know maybe growing up that were younger that got together and you're like, Oh man, guys, you guys are, guys are a train wreck, you know, <laughs> or like, I don't know if you guys should do all these things, but then they keep going and growing together and they get stronger together. And that's what Andy and April did. They grew up. Yeah, I think on the surface, you're right. It was kind of like, I don't know about these two, but I liked their courtship. It was like this epic struggle, you know, like with him kissing Anne, um, his ex-girlfriend and telling her and then her like shunning him. And uh, you talk about Ron having that conversation. He was like, well, he's like something about stringing a person along, you know, why don't you just cut him loose? Because she was making Andy do it. So they had this interesting courtship. And then Andy's just yeah. this lovable goofball. April's like this dark, brooding, uh, you know, just kind of, for lack of a term, kind of a bitch, but in a good way, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I just love their, their dynamic. And, but yeah, that was actually on my list. I just love, I mean, Parks and Rec is just one of my favorite shows. I think I actually like that show more it's than. It's good. Like overall, after like, like I definitely did warm up to them where I think they came like the same level as Leslie and Ben, where I was just like, okay, I love them. They're a great couple. They're great for each other. They're growing together. They have like this crazy dynamic where they're like yin and yang a little bit. She's mm -hmm. so dark and broody, but at the same time, you know, he's so bright, but they would get like a dog together, you know, and like, champion. his thing is like, he, yeah, champion. He's like, I love champ. He's the best. And she goes, yeah, I would literally kill anybody that said anything bad about my dog. Like, <laughs> so yeah. literally it's the same thing, but they just have different ways of communicating it. And I'm like, yeah, they're perfect for each other. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. Like when Ben's like, this dog had three legs when you found him. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah. All right, Ruth, let's do one more. We'll just do your last couple and then we'll do honorable mentions and then we'll just, we'll close it out and say our goodbyes for today. Does that sound good? You know, cool with that. One hundo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundo. All right. <laughs> All right. What's uh yeah, what's who's your uh favorite last favorite couple? Um so I, I didn't have one. as many couples as I did as crush. Yeah, I did have some yeah, I didn't have forty <laughs> couples written down for some reason. <laughs> um so I like I guess I'm thinking about it now. I don't know if it's because we brought up other couples that are like more realistic and stuff or whatever, but uh I will say like um like uh, Corey and Topanga, mm. like on Boy Meets World. I feel like yep. growing up, they were like the they were together forever. They were like they were together their entire. They were together for. They're still together, I think. Right on the Girl Meets World show, like they've been together since we yeah, were. Yeah, they were like. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were kids. Like basically, I think it was like third grade or something when she like gave him his first kiss or whatever. But they did have like a lot of times, you know, where they had other stuff, you know, where they weren't together or they weren't official or this happened or that. And they did like a lot of mess ups and everything. And then like when she left him at the altar, when oh, she that's wasn't right. gonna, I totally forgot about that, which is Holy one shit. of the great yeah. things. I remember that when she came home and his mom was like, I won't support this marriage. I won't do this. And then basically Topanga walks off super upset. And then Corey's like, we didn't get married because she wanted you there. You know, mm. and he's just like, I wanted to go rush off and get married because you were all not supporting it. And she didn't want that, you know, and stuff. And I was just like, ah, mm. you know, so that's some so real life together. drama. That's like real, real life drama. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good. You watch them be together, but then they have these high moments and low moments. And I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what everyone. I think it's funny. Everyone, everyone wishes they can marry their high school sweetheart. And, but I think in hindsight, I've seen 
couples like i dated a girl whose parents were together and her mom was not happy <laughs> so i was gonna say what well, there's gonna be a lot of uh animosity if that ever does happen if you do and you're you're happy great you know whatever but i, I don't think that everyone truly wants that that's why i always think it's funny when people say they wish they could like marry their high school sweetheart or be, like no you don't you don't yeah you don't maybe i should have like thrown in a wild card and said like total like fictional couples that i don't like or that i hate oh we could do that like, that's, that's a whole episode we could do yeah we, we could, could do, a, do whole... a whole episode of that why are they not yeah. good worst couples <laughs> ever I, yeah worst couples ever <laughs> <laughs> oh, um man. all right i'm gonna just do close out with my honorable mentions i really wanted to do this one but i didn't i didn't bring it up selena kyle bruce wayne from batman returns i love that dynamic yes. love that scene when they find out who they are and they're like oh shit we can't be together in the in the tier just great stuff um I already mentioned, you brought up Andy Dwyer in April. Aladdin Jasmine, I already sort of mentioned that one just because I watched the movie like over and over and over again. And then one that's kind of like, I think, not talked about a lot because I guess movie, a lot of people don't like the movie was Ben Reitman and Lindsay Meek played by Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore in Fever Pitch. I actually like one of my favorite movies, uh, romantic comedies. So that's okay. one, I, one of them, one of the couple. I just love their goofy dynamic. He's like all goofy and diehard in the sports, and she's like all business and working. It's just an interesting dynamic. But those are my honorable mentions. Nice, nice. So, so my honorable mention, even though it never came to fruition fully, okay. but it was something that I deeply, deeply wanted, was Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones. So, Wait. do you not know... Didn't... Well, you mean it, they just... Because they just hooked up and they didn't wind up together? Is that what you're saying? Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, like they just so had the hookup in the I was so end. like... When that happened, I was like, yes! Because like, I was trying to give myself more and more reasons to like to, <laughs> to like J- Jamie. Because I hated it. Like... Yeah. With a burning passion. Every time I saw him on screen, I was like, yo, cut his neck right now. Kill him. Stab him. Stab him in the face. Every single time. But then when he knights her, I was like. I, to go deeper with that show. And then I almost stopped watching it when he was like, I have to go to my stupid sister. And like, he just broke Brienne's heart. Like, because I love Brienne. Brienne was one of my favorite characters in that show. Mm-hmm. But and then when he left her, I I was very close to just I don't care what happens. We're done. No so, more Game of Thrones. Like <laughs> <laughs> for one, I really hated that story arc. I was happy to see them to get together, but to leave Brienne in her robe crying in tears right. and leaving. But listen yes. to me, that is not her character. That's what pissed me off. The way they wrote her character to be this, you know, sorry, sob story, broken-hearted woman who was pre before that a badass warrior. I really did not like that. I think they kind of I didn't like the that writing. That's just my take on it. And then I okay, also well, like yep, she's like I mean, I just don't picture Brienne Tarth being in a row barefoot out in the cold crying cuz a man left her. That's just not who Brienne of Tarth is to me based on the way that yep, all the I seasons they built up to her. I get the I dynamic. Think, I think you need to rewatch like how she engages with people because there is total vulnerability hidden under that fucking hard exterior. When you listen to how she talks to people and how she menses and how she carries herself, yeah, she's tough. Yeah, she kicks ass. But she is a person. Regardless of what she's been through, everybody, like even her, she has this, this desire for indentured service and all this stuff. 
but she's a person that's capable of love and she's seeing that she's capable with jamie so it opens her to vulnerability he's the person that breaks that wall down and so she's in that 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 place of 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 vulnerability when she comes and she like she's opening herself up to him and she's expect she maybe hopes if i show my vulnerability he'll stay with me but it ends up not working and that makes it even worse for her and that made me go from a 10 level of hatred for jamie down to an eight because he was nice to her and i was like good somebody's being nice to brienne who fucking deserves it and then he kicked it up to 150 of hatred because he left her to go be with fuckface. All right, I'm done. No, that's a fair point. I think you make. <laughs> I make. You, I think you make some really, really good points that no, I don't really have I, much a rebuttal. I, to. It, well, and I could, I didn't watch the show, but I will just say that I was not a <laughs> Jamie and Brie. Oh, yeah, I didn't watch it. Um, but I've watched. See, I saw enough on social media though that nobody knew for the longest time that I didn't watch it. So, like, I could, Guess. I could put in opinions. Because my thing is, like, just pretend I've watched the show. I wasn't really into Jamie and Brienne together because I do feel like Pete a little bit that while I do agree that she had an underlying character and she was just trying to be tough and robust and not show that as weakness because everybody already thought she was weak anyways because she was a woman no matter how big she was. Right. They already thought that. So if she showed any weakness or emotion, it would just be like, oh, we're right. You are a chick, you know, like, and it just makes it worse. So, like, I get that. And I feel like. She let her guard with down with Jamie, but the thing about Jamie I don't like about him is I am 100 I didn't watch the show. I'm 100% sure he knew the entire time that she had a crush on him and he just didn't sack up and say I'm not into you. And then in the very end he just falls into it. Oh yeah, everything's going to end. Yeah, let's do this now. Yeah, like I'm sorry. You're I'm sorry, Jamie, you're trash. I don't care how pretty you are. I don't care how nice you were to this knight, who I think technically could have killed him at any moment she wanted to. Um, I just feel like it was too much the cliche of the nerdy, misunderstood, quiet girl and the heartthrob boy, you know, that everybody wants to be with. And he shows this niceness to her and she falls in love head over hills. And he, I feel, takes advantage of it honestly, but doesn't give her the actual romance until the very end. And even then, like you said, it doesn't really come to fruition. Yeah. It was, I mean, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. That's no, I'm, I'm, I'm so. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm siding more with you. I just didn't like the I writing wish more for both of them as a couple. So, <laughs> so. yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. All the things you just, it's just highlighting of my issues with it, mostly with, with the writing. I just don't picture, you know, that being, Brienne of Tarth, you know, I just don't picture picture that happening to her, you know. And Brienne it, deserves love, she, justice, justice <laughs> for Brienne. <laughs> goddamn it, right. she, she don't know. She totally does. She and you she can totally tell, does. you can tell that she has that underlying like soft character that's really gushy and full of emotion that just wants to let it out. Because when he knights her, she breaks all the way down with a huge smile and tears coming down her face. Because deep down. She's not weak, but she has these things that she wants to let go of that she suppresses. I'm okay. That's basis. fine. That's, I agree that's with you. Super that's super difficult to do. But the love and fuck the Jamie being... Lannister. Fuck him. <laughs> All right. Well, we no, get, and I feel I... like yeah. No, I think we're gonna take. But no, like I feel like I feel you're right, Josh. But at the same time, just the fact that I feel the fact that she was so conflicted, so confused, and this guy she trusted and wanted to give everything to, and he just fucking like bounces. 
Like he just, I'm sorry. Like that's why I don't like him. I feel like he knew. He knew. And he's just like, mm, yeah, so I gotta, I gotta not, go do this thing. Okay. Like I just can't. We're, we can go on this forever. <laughs> we can all agree. <laughs> we we just don't like Jamie Lannister. Okay, we agree. I don't like the writing <laughs> and the direction that right. they took. Josh okay. does. Ruthie just doesn't like it at all. Okay. Boom. Hey, uh, Game of Thrones episode. What's up? What we love, what we dislike about Game of Thrones. What was good about Game of Thrones? That would be a good discussion to have because there's so much hate. Khaleesi dying. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> oh God. Um, all right. Actually, I'll, let's close this out. Uh, now that we've talked about um, ad nauseum about our favorite couples and, and <laughs> our uh, crushes, but no. Um, that being said, before we close it out, I just want to say, please head over to retrogamingware.com and use our promo code for uh, Nerds Adulting and you will get 10% off it goes towards the show and then it's all going to be links in the description you can see if you're in a discord I have the hoodie on now it's actually pretty good quality stuff nice see but um and then you can also support us on on teespring.com all the links will be in the description that being said I don't have anything further to add on the topics of discussion today Ruthie and Josh is there anything else you would like to say or Forever hold your peace. Nope, good to go. Nope. Well, glad to be back. Glad to hang out, and uh, we have some cool stuff coming up in the next couple of months. So that is yeah. right. Excited. That is right. Yes, awesome. And we're all happy Ruthie's back. And next week we'll be talking about uh, Goonies. So on our retro episode. So that means Woo! yes, and then we'll have a special guest too. Uh, the Arcane Carolina guys will be joining us uh, next week. So their podcast is called Arcane Carolina. So they'll be joining us. So look forward to that. Ruthie and Josh, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I look forward to our next episode. Yeah. Bye-bye, everybody. Don't be shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>